do they care less about the box office? Is Black Widow still a win? We're talking about it being a, you know, a bit of a bust, but maybe they're just like laughing all the way to the bank. I don't know. You know, them putting the numbers out early, um, that was a real sign. You know what I mean? Like that, that was a, that was a sign of weakness. You know, they don't give out premier numbers, but they gave them out to goose the box office because the box office was not what they wanted. It was way less than they had hoped. You know what I mean? So them giving out premier numbers sounds good when you, because it, it gooses the whole total. And then you're talking about, Oh, you know, global worldwide, blah, blah, blah. We got all this. But the fact is, it's like, you've only got like an 80, 80 million release for, for, uh, you know, their, for their opening. And that's pretty low for their standards. And, you know, it's just there to, to, to inflate. It was essentially a move. You don't, you don't release those numbers. You don't do that as those companies. You know what I mean? You're not, it's not what you're supposed to do, but they did it. And it was, to me, it was a big sign of weakness. Yeah, I agree. It was definitely to goose the numbers. Um, but it's also them kind of touting that this whole Disney plus thing works and they need to kind of market that too. Right. Um, they're, they're talking out of both sides of their mouth, right? Yeah. Right. It's hard. It's if I, I, I sympathize with them, you know, I think they have a, I think they're in a hard position right now. You're right. Yeah. Because they have to, they have to appease the the shareholders first and foremost, because that that's what pays the bills, but also they have to, you know, make sure that they're not the, the devil that NATO thinks they are. And they have to also make sure that they're the Netflix competitor that they're trying to be. And those are very different uh, goals. You gotta, you gotta have a good media narrative. You gotta have a good narrative for, for, you know, fans, you gotta good, you gotta have all these different narratives. It's really tough. They're in a really tough position right now. You know, and COVID just makes it extremely hard and extremely unpredictable, right? Like we don't know how, I mean, for all we know, like, you know, they're going to make some decision that, you know, and, and then I, I don't know, can they pull something like last minute if like all of a sudden COVID starts crazy spiking again at the end of August, you know, and then, you know, we're going to head into the fall with cold season again, does it spike up again, you know, and we still have this vaccine problem and we've already talked about or, you know, like there, there were reports that, that, you know, that there was supposed to be these kind of like get vaccinated campaigns from the movies, you know, there yeah. was talk of, of like, like, you know, Tom Cruise's in the world and, 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 and those kinds of the Will Smith's and the Tom Cruise's of the world to be like doing some sort of like pro, you know, get vaccinated, all this stuff. And none of that transpired. And I, I feel like, you know, you have to do something to kind of come combat that because you got the other narrative that happens from like, you know, Fox and shit. Although those guys are all of a sudden like, you know, going, get vaccinated, please, because right. you know, their <laughs> stocks are falling or whatever it is that they realize that, you know, someone did some kind of math in the last week or so and got some sort of report and got shit scared, you know, because all of a sudden Hannity's saying like, get vaccinated all of a sudden. So like, something's up but whatever you know what i mean but it's a mess it's a real fucking mess out there it really and then is you get the monster you let the monster out of the bag and even if fucking you know the tucker carlson's of the world turn on it maybe it's too fucking late you know wow you just brought the mood down a lot Roger. yeah we're all dead <laughs> we're all dying there's no point to this what are we even doing theaters are fucked <laughs> the world's ending listen man instead of like i don't know like um, you know, just well, like okay. So I want to talk about Loki for a second. <laughs> um, I don't, there's, yeah. there's no segue here, but I'm going to try. Um, Loki got vaccinated. That's your segue. Yeah. Yeah. He probably, he probably did, you know, or he tricked know, us into it, whatever. Okay. Uh, uh, 
stepping out of the vaccination discussion for a second, Loki kind of has been way more consequential to the MCU than I think even the diehards were expecting, right? Like it, it really kickstarted this idea of the multiverse and all that jazz. Jonathan Majors, what the hell? Anyway, are we at a point now where Marvel, in addition to teaching people that, you know, TV can have these stories, but also has Marvel taught us that all that matters is what pushes the MCU forward and Black Widow and Shang-Chi and Eternals, these great like one-off adventures that might not, you know, move the the narrative forward in any big way are just kind of passe. Now think- that I can get on board for. I can't. I I think there's going to be a lot more people that are more interested in the, yeah, like right now, the, the gap between uh, where Loki leaves us off between them addressing that again, seemingly is quite a bit of a distance. December, Spider-Man three, probably. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, these, these things in the middle, these projects in the middle might be the victims of that. Uh, But again, I think Loki was like you said, it was, it was all MCU plot pushing forward and less about the characters, which kind of hurt the show as a whole. So I don't know. I I hope they find a middle ground where it's, it's uh, a bit of both because I, I like Rodrigo was saying, I have some issues with Loki as well. Well, so my problem with that is I don't want everything to be a bit of both, right? Like I want to have good stories that don't have to feel so consequential, but, I wonder if Marvel's just taught us that like, what's one of the questions that everybody asks every time a new Marvel things for it is like, will it have uh, repercussions for the rest of the universe? Mm-hmm. Now that is just, it's a lot to ask for Shang-Chi, right? I think you might be, I don't know. I, again, I might be the wrong person because I, I Loki is like a, is like a C plus at best for me. It really didn't do a lot for me. Although I, I still do, like some of the character stuff introduced in the first episode and Richard E. Grant's great. Yeah. Richard E. Sure. Grant, nice touch. And, and, and there was some, some good threads there. I really like the idea of like, you know, a narcissist falling in love with a version of themselves. That's a nice touch. Um, but um, you, you might be to me, you're overestimating like how Loki lands in the end, what it means. Cause honestly, for me, I was like, okay well what does this mean so like there's a it was kind of very vague and nebulous like i I know a lot of people are like uh wow that was such an incredible conclusion and wow and i was like what does any of this mean to me it's a lot of like the show and and all the plot stuff that you're talking about ended up being a lot of like star trekky dark who ish nonsense gobbledygook that (laughs) 